Uh, hello, listeners. Just a preamble before this episode. My interview with uh, Reverend Johan Jong went on quite long, uh, but we think that it was definitely worthwhile because he's is such a, uh, a unique voice uh, in uh, inter-Korean relations that we thought it was worth uh, breaking this interview into two episodes. Uh, so this is part one of that interview. Please enjoy. Hello, uh, podcast listeners, and welcome to the NK News Podcast. I am your host, Jacko Zwetslut, and it is Monday, the 6th of July, uh, 2020. And my guest today in the studio is Reverend Johan Jung. He is standing member of the South Korean June 15th Joint Committee and also a representative of the Seoul branch of the South Korean June 15th Joint Committee. And he'll be talking to me about inter-Korean relations. And he has uh, he's previously been the chair of the Reconciliation and Unification Committee for the National Council of Christians in Korea. In that capacity, he visited Pyongyang five times between 1997 and 2014 as an official delegate. And he has met several times in third countries with delegates from the Korean Christian Federation. That's the official North Korean body of, uh, of Christians. Uh, welcome on the show, Reverend Jort. Thank you very much for joining me. Good morning, Jigo. It's a pleasure to meet you. Good to see you. Okay, so the organization that you're a member of, it's clearly named after the June 15th, 2000 statement, which was 20 years ago last month. Uh, but there have been some other statements before that and even some other statements after that. So let's try to make some context for our listeners. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about previous statements, for example, the 1972 July 4th North-South Korea joint statement or the 1991 inter-Korean basic agreement? Okay, let me start with a general information about the Korea situation. Right after the Korean War in 1950, there were long years of uh, 20 years of animosity and hatred between North Korea and South Korea. After the Cold Era ended, there were several meetings between them, among them, the most significant meeting was the June 15 summit meeting in 2000, as you said. Uh, the main purpose of the two inter-Korean joint statement previously done by the military governments was to monopolize to reunification issues and block the civilian movement. There were none follow-up to the agreements. The true democracy in South Korea has begun since 1997 after the almost 50 years of military dictatorship. Under the President Kim Dae-jung's government, so-called People's Government, the concern about the reunification was growing. In 1987, 10 years before, Reverend Moon Lee-kwan, who was the chair of all national NGOs, visited North Korea without South Korea government permission met Kim Il-sung, the founder of the North Korea, and agreed the unification principles. Returning from the visit, he was imprisoned for three years after the symbolical this visit. And under the Kim Dae-jung's presidency, the people's desire for the unification got stronger and stronger. This is the context of the 2000 statements. So do I understand uh, correctly that for you, uh, the 1972 agreement and the 1991 agreement, or sorry, the 1972 statement and the 1991 agreement, uh, because they were 
before the democratization of South Korea, that these uh, statements, these agreements are somehow less legitimate. Mm-hmm. Doesn't unbeat the people's desire and concern. Because the, the South Korean government tried to monopolize uh, activities yeah. with North Korea, yeah, yeah. not allowing for civic engagement. That's right. And so the 2000 statement, the June 15, 2000 statement, allows for civic engagement, and that's why you focus on this. Uh, that's right. This statement. Okay. All right. Uh, that's interesting. We'll, we will come back to that one later. Uh, so there have also been a couple of statements after the June 15, 2000 statement. We had the, uh, most recently the 2018 Panmunjom Declaration. Uh, the special military agreement, uh, also the 2007, there was a, a summit between uh, President Noor Moon and Kim Jong-il. So what is it, what's special about the 2000 statement? Why are there no civic groups that commemorate more recent statements? So 2000 uh, meeting was the first meeting that the two leaders of North Korea and South Korea met personally and signed directly. This has brought the real changes in a relationship. Since then, the two Koreas have set new milestones in unification in many fields, among them the Kaesong Industrial Complex and the Mount Kungang Tour Program are the unique and the prominent outcomes. And are you uh, equally enthusiastic about the 2018 Panmunjom Declaration between well, President yeah, Moon and Chairman Kim? But uh, just the follow-ups of 2000, there's much change. There's, there were not much change. I see. Yeah. Okay, so for you, the 2000 statement is is the foundation of everything. That's right. All right. So you're a you're a standing member of the uh, June 15th Joint Committee and also a representative of the Seoul branch of that same committee. When was that committee formed, and who were the founding members? Since the June 15th declaration in, in 2000, traffic flows between North and South Korea increased, and many South Koreans visited North Korea. However. The following Nomuhyun administration was so weak that the crisis of impeachment. At this time, the inter-Korean encounter was in danger of being cut off. Thus, the civil movement took place, and in 2005, the June 15 Joint Declaration Action Action Committee was formed to represent both the North, South, and overseas. Okay, so the uh, the impeachment of Normihan that was in two thousand four. That's right. Uh, and and your committee was formed the following year. That's right. Uh, as a response to mm. the impeachment. That's right. Okay, and is it a political organization? No, not at all. No, in some sense, it's political, but it's not a political party. So, does it have any alliances or relationships with political parties? No, no. Maybe some liberal. Advanced party, not just party, but party members. Mm-hmm. We have uh, you know, some connections, but uh, not not at all. It has nothing to do with the political system. Okay. Generally, would you call yourself a a liberal or progressive person? Yes. Okay. And the movement as a whole is it a liberal or progressive movement, or is it more no, mixed? No, there are there are in in the committee there are some very moderate and conservative persons. Okay. As a member. And what do, what exactly does your committee seek to do? It plays a role of tying numerous unification organizations in the South together. For example, this year we are preparing for the 17th anniversary of the uh, August 15 Liberation Day. Mm-hmm. We are trying to organize more than 2,000 NGOs in South Korea. 
what will you what will the 2000 NGOs do uh, uh, yes, then so we're going to have a, a unified uh, event with north korean no no, no in just in south korea okay uh, now so i understand uh, that there is also a committee for north korea so the north korean june 15th committee and there's an overseas korean committee so there are th- three separate committees all devoted to uh, commemorating and executing the mm-hmm. June 15th agreement. That's right. Uh, and it, so each committee has its own subordinate committees or subcommittees based on region, gender, labor, yeah. organization, yes. youth, culture, humanities, mm-hmm. etc. press. Uh, how do the different committees communicate and how do they coordinate? With the overseas committee, there's no problem. We can meet personally. We can send a fax call. But, uh, Where's their headquarters? China, Japan, U.S., and Germany. Oh, and, in many uh, places. Yes, they, they have uh, their own subordinate committees. I see. Yeah. And the, with, the, with the North, we have a big, big problem, yeah. as you know. Yeah, Yeah, because uh, as under the national security law, it's not uh, legally possible for South Korean people to communicate directly with people who are on the other side of the DMZ. Uh, mm. without special government permission. That's so right. does that mean that every time you want to communicate with the North Korean committee that you must get special permission from the South Korean government? It depends on a different uh, government. Different government has a different, uh, slightly differently uh, policy. And uh, right now, I think we don't report before in advance. Mm-hmm. But we uh, post report okay. after the meeting. What about... When you send an email or a fax or make a phone call? No, I think a general uh, method is uh, through fax, but uh, not directly. Yeah, you have to fax somebody in a third country. uh, That's right. And they have to fax Pyongyang. That's right. So it's a kind of a relay system. Yes, yes. Very inefficient. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But that's how you have to do it. Uh Uh, And so, so after you send a fax, then you report to the South Korean government, okay, listen, we sent a fax. Yeah. And after you receive a fax, then That's you right. say, we received a That's fax. That's right. Okay. That's right, yeah. And, okay, so you, you said that your organization is quite autonomous of the South Korean government. Do you um, cooperate or liaise with the South Korean government? Mm, yeah, in official, not, not in officially, but in, in unofficial. In an unofficial capacity, okay. So do, do you or do your uh, fellow committee members regularly meet with anybody from the South Korean government to talk about what yeah, you're doing? Yeah, for some cases, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Not always, but... Yeah. Is that a, uh, a stressful uh, process? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, there well, are step mem- members in, in, you know, main office at Changwade. We have a, a friends and... Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. In, the, in, the, in the Blue House? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, th- well, that doesn't sound very stressful. That sounds, <laughs> at the moment, I mean, uh, perhaps maybe under President Park Geun-hye or President Im Yong-bak, maybe then it was more stressful? Yeah, yeah. More or open. more difficult? The relationship was more difficult? Uh, more open, you know. So now it's more open, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, how was it under the previous two presidents, under President Park and under President Lee? What, was there, uh, did they stop your activities? Yeah, yeah there are lots of... Uh, uh, pressure. So many uh, members actually left committee because we cannot, uh, we couldn't do anything. Uh-huh. It's uh, no activity at all. So we just had a meeting, meeting. That's all. But uh, 
now is is uh, we have a there are a room for uh, activity. Yeah. How big is the committee at the moment? Uh, standing committee consists of about, about 25 members mm-hmm. of all kinds of uh, uh, areas. And are you one of the founding members of the committee? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. So, uh, I, I joined about what, several years ago. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, who were the, the founding members? Who were the, the organizing people who said, hey, let's make a committee? Well, actually, there were uh, leaders inside uh, well-known professor, uh, Peng Nak Chung, and... Uh, oh, from um, Seoul, Seoul University? University? Yeah. Uh, the, the publisher... Uh, Chang- yeah, Chang Jak Bipyeong. Thank you. Uh-huh. And then the <laughs> wife of the, uh, the late Reverend Muni Kwan, she was the one of the founders. Oh. And then some uh, representative of the uh, religious party, yeah, Buddhism and Christianity. How about the uh, the Chondogyo party? Are, are any of them members uh, of the committee? No, Chon, Chondogyo is so small mm. and so conservative here now. Oh, it's conservative. Yes, yes. politically conservative. Yeah, they don't they don't uh, uh, they don't come into the political uh, activity. Huh. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, so, w- when the three committees, so the South Korean Committee, the North Korean Committee, and the Overseas Koreans Committee, when they meet, where do you usually meet? The best place uh, is, uh, you know, the North Korean delegates cannot come to freely in in the world uh, because of uh, the U.S. sanctions. So, usually we go to uh, Pyongyang instead of they are going to somewhere. Okay. So when was the last meeting of the three committees together? Actually, two committees, but uh, there was a, uh, yeah, we can say three committees. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last year uh, in February at the Kumgang Mountain. Okay. So there was a meeting at the Kumgang. This is the Kumgang resort that uh, Kim Jong-un now wants to demolish. D- demolish. Yeah, to change it. But uh, yeah. Okay, and how was that meeting? Well, it was uh, wonderful because uh, it was uh, the first time, you know, since uh, we met uh, before. It's, it's, uh, you know, under two governments, yeah. previous two governments, we couldn't meet. Was that before the Hanoi summit? Yes. And so I imagine then the mood was very optimistic, That's very right. positive, That's that right. uh, good yeah. things were going to happen. That's right. Yes, right. Yes, yes. And, and since then, you haven't been able to, uh, to meet with your North Korean counterparts? No. Do you know what kind of activities the North Korean committee can carry out in North Korea? I don't know much about it, but there are uh, several organizations for unification work. So I think uh, North Korea uh, June 15th committee has only a a bridge role between South Korea June 15 and overseas June 15 committees. Because I, I want to return uh, to what you said earlier. Earlier, uh, at the beginning of our interview, you said that um, the 1972 and the 1991 uh, statements uh, tried to monopolize all unification activities to the South Korean government, uh, but the 2000 uh, statement includes or welcomes, opens the door for civic involvement. Uh, so in South Korea, we've got, for example, your organization. In North Korea, does the North Korean government uh, monopolize unification activities or is there also civic engagement in North Korea? Well, strictly speaking, I cannot say that the civilian 
peoples in North Korea, because uh, North Korea is a, a socialism uh, country. Yeah. And in socialism, uh, every people's got a salary from you know government. From government. Uh -huh. So there's everyone has uh, some official role right. to take. We have to differentiate, distinguish when you use the civil. So does that mean that all uh, unification activities in North Korea are somehow involved with the That's government? That's right, yeah, government, and then maybe controlled by the government. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are representing the government. So that, that it kind of makes the, the character of the North Korean committee and the South Korean committee a bit different, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, they're a bit different. Is that a weakness in your mind? Well, it has a good and bad, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, in South Korea, what kind of activities does your organization do? Well, I said before, oh, yes. we, yeah, we unified all different uh, organizations. Uh, and uh, So you hold events? A, yeah, big events. Commemorative events. That's, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talk, concerts, lectures, that's right, yeah. exhibitions, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. these kind of things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in North Korea, we don't really know what they do. No. No. It's a part of uh, the government uh, activities, I mm -hmm. think, yeah. All right. Um, now, have uh, so you went to Kumgangsan in February last year. Have you also been to um, other parts of North Korea for uh, committee meetings and June fifteenth commemorative events? No, no. For ten years, from two thousand seven to twenty seventeen. Yes. Uh, as we said before, the two South Korean conservative regime was hostile because uh, of the previous president. Uh, had an idea of a collapse strategy or observation strategy rather than a peaceful strategy through a dialogue. So it suppressed all South Korean unification organizations. So actually, the under the Moon Jae-in government, yeah. the June 15 committee resumes. All right. Well, let's talk a bit about the, the June 15 statement itself as it was signed by uh, President Kim Dae-jung and uh, Chairman Kim Jong-il. Uh, we will uh, share the English text of this statement on the uh, podcast website with the podcast notes so that our listeners can go and read it. Uh, it's a very short statement. Basically, the structure is there's a little preamble, then there are five main points, and then at the end uh, there is an agreement that uh, Kim Jong-il will visit Seoul at the appropriate time. Now, mm -hmm. at the time when that summit was held in 2000, uh, you were living in the United States, I believe. Right. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. But you were probably following events from from your home in America. You were watching what was going on. That's right. Yeah. What was the most surprising thing to you at that time in 2000 when there was the summit and the statement? Well, I visited uh, Pyongyang before the summit, but for the most South Koreans didn't have a good knowledge on North Korea. And even talking about North Korea itself was taboo. So the photograph of President Kim Dae-sung holding hands with the chairman Kim Jong-il was a shock. Mm. For this effort, President Kim was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. Yes. Yeah. So that yeah that was certainly a very uh, mm -hmm. a surprising a and shock. memorable moment. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Now from the uh, the five points in the in the statement, uh, are there any points that you think are more important or more urgent than the others? Well, actually, it doesn't matter of a family reunion mm -hmm. because those who survive are too old. And and there are fewer and fewer yeah, each year. They are year. dying, dying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's definitely some urgency to that. That's in. Uh, 
Uh, point three, right. uh, the South and North have agreed to promptly resolve humanitarian mm. issues such as exchange visits by separated family members uh, and relatives. Mm. Yeah, so we're, I'll come back to that one because I've got some specific questions for oh, you sure. about that. Yeah. From those five points in the statement, which ones have seen the most practical progress since June 15, 2000? I mentioned before the biggest achievements were the Kaesong Industrial Complex mm-hmm. and the Mount Kungang Tour Program. Yeah. Now the complex is closed and the right. tour is stopped. Yeah, as you know. Yeah, and and which points have seen almost no or completely no progress? It is the ideological part of a paragraph two. Mm. It is said that there was a common denominator in South Korea policy and North Korea's policy, but there was no following talk on this issue. This is the idea of a federation. Is that correct? Yes. Um, what what's your uh, or what is the committee's policy on uh, federation of North and South Korea? Well, it's actually the names are different, mm-hmm. but uh, in content is almost the same. So right, yeah. So some people call it a low-level federation, and some people call it a confederation. Yeah. Uh, I'm really curious because I, I I struggle to understand it sometimes. What would a low-level federation look like? How, how would it work? Would North and South Korean people be able to go, uh, come, and, come and go freely across the DMZ? Uh, like a separate armies, separate diplomacy, but a one economic system, a gradual uh, progress towards in whole unification. Yeah, uh, I think it's just different in words, mm-hmm. definition, I think it's the same thing. But what about freedom of movement? Would that be uh, in the beginning? I don't know about that, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I think the North Korea is, are reluctant to open, you know, freely. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It, it seems that way. Is it a, I mean, it, it's a... Uh, it's an emotionally attractive idea, but is it a practical idea to have a two countries, two armies, two foreign policies, um, sh- only sharing, you know, uh, some history, some language, uh, and a capitalist economic system? Is that practical? Well, it's not a matter of a practical, but it's a matter of uh, uh, you know, no option for you know, to to different total different countries. So we are on the road. Yeah. We cannot achieve at one time. Yeah, we achieve step by step. Do you have a model for this? I don't know much about it because uh, there were divided countries like Germany, yeah. uh, Vietnam, mm-hmm. or like uh, Yemen. Yeah. But it's, it's not the same, you know, follow-ups, you know. Mm. Yeah. But they're all quite, quite different, different in, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, their, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 We also have Ireland. That's where right. we have Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, mm-hmm. um, which have at the moment we can say that they have reached a, a level of peaceful coexistence, mm-hmm. right? That the Republic of Ireland recognizes that it doesn't have control over Northern Ireland and mm-hmm. vice versa, uh-huh. uh, and so there's peaceful coexistence. So that could be an option. Yeah, I see. Without a federation, or um, you know, Germany and Austria, once they were one country for a short time, uh, now they are two countries. Yeah. Still, they have a shared history, shared language, mm-hmm. but they have no federation. So yeah. I, I just wonder, is federation a necess- necessity? Well, actually, uh, the South Korea government 
does not recognize North Korea as yeah. a country. According to the constitution of South Korea, the South Korea's territory is occupied, including North Korea. Right. And then it calls uh, uh, anti-government groups, so-called a terrorist group. So it's, uh, we have a lot of problems, you know. And the reverse is also true, isn't That's it? Right. That the North yeah. Korean government doesn't recognize I don't know about them much, the legitimacy but, uh, of the South Korean uh, government. In 1972, they changed the uh, capital city from Seoul to Pyongyang. They did, so yeah. So they, they changed it, did it, but we, we don't change. This year, of course, was the 20th anniversary of the signing of that statement by Kim Dae-jung and Kim Jong-il just a month ago. Well, less than a month ago. Um, but there was no joint commemoration. How did your organization in South Korea commemorate this uh, 20th anniversary? We had our own ceremony in public near Cheonggyecheon. Yeah. Uh, was it an optimistic uh, event, uh, ceremony, or was it a kind of a sad No, event? kind of a little sad yeah. because uh, we just have a fax message from the North Korea. That's all. Ah, uh, through the uh, the third that, party. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Were there originally any events that you were planning with the North Korean committee that had to be cancelled? No, because uh, the North Korea uh, uh, stopped, closed all the doors yeah. uh, after the uh, Singapore meetings. After Hanoi, I think. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Do, do you think that... Was North Korea right to to close the door to all dialogue and contact after the Hanoi summit? Well, that's I don't know because I cannot tell. Uh, I cannot judge the. But uh, they are, they have their own rule and mm-hmm. policy. So, wh- who do you think is uh, or what do you think is responsible for the lack of progress and the current uh, tense situation of no dialogue and no cooperation between the two Koreas? It's uh, hard to tell in a short. I say the United States is the chief. I would like to explain in detail why I'm claiming that. First, let's see the cause of the division. On August 10, 1945, just before the Japanese king made a declaration of surrender, when the Soviet troops descended on the Korean Peninsula at a rapid pace with the fear of the Soviet Union might occupy the whole peninsula, the United States proposed to divide the peninsula in two along the line of 38th parallel. The division did not take place along natural topography such as a river or a mountain, but it was just a straight line by a measure. As a result, this dividing line penetrated through the middle of the village and even passed through the middle of a house. People who lived in a village for hundreds, hundreds of years suddenly became enemies. Can you imagine this? The division should be happened in Japan like Germany as a penalty of the war. The only U.S. interest was to prevent the Soviet Union and China coming down the Pacific Ocean. So in 1945-815, right after Japan surrendered, Commander MacArthur proclaimed that the U.S. military was not a liberation army, but an occupying army on behalf of Japan. The American flag was hung at the Central National Building instead of the Japanese flag. So strictly speaking, it was not a liberation day, but a division day. Geopolitically, Korean Peninsula is the melting place, meeting place 
between the continental power of Russia and China and the sea power of USA and Japan. From the beginning up to now, the Korean government doesn't have an independent power and a sovereignty. One time, the BBC described President Lee Myung-bak as Bush's paddock. For example, the United States has a power to control over the Korean military war operation. Can you call a country that does not have the military control power as an independent state? And now Korea, South Korea is one of the major customers for U.S. weapons. Look at the recently published memoirs of John Bart Bolton. You can see how the United States handled the Korean matters. The United States is in a way a war weapon industry country as President Roosevelt warned before the Congress in 1945. If the United States ceases to produce all military weapons now, the major U.S. military, U.S. industry will be collapsed. If Korea has the peaceful atmosphere, the United States loses its main customers, not just South Korea, but Japan and Taiwan also. So the United States must continue to threaten the North to cause something to fire. North Korea is not an axis evil for me, but the United States is the axis of evil. Uh, the United States is singularly uh, responsible for all the bad things that happen on the Korean Peninsula. Not, no, I can I cannot say that. Uh -huh. uh, I mean, you know, we are Korean peoples. Yeah. It's Korean matters. It happened in Korean soil. So the primarily, we have to responsible for happened in Korean land, right. but we don't have a power, we cannot control, we were, uh, we were colonized by Japan for 35 years and the sudden U.S. Army take over, what you can do? There's nothing, nothing we can do as a Korean people. Okay, so you argue that South Korea is not an independent country. Yeah, no. Yeah, is North Korea an independent country? Well, they can do what they decide, mm -hmm. but we cannot do what we want. Okay, and so when North Korea recently decided to close uh, all communication uh -huh, with South uh -huh, Korea, uh -huh. uh, and I ask you, uh, was that a good decision? And you say, I don't know, I, I can't be sure. But no, you, you, North Korea has an independent policy. North Korea is an independent country. Right, yeah. So when North Korea decides by itself to close the line of communication with South Korea, that's an independent decision. Uh, you don't wish to criticize that, but you are more focused on criticizing actions of the United States from 1945 until now. Yes. There seems yeah. a bit of an imbalance there. North Korea sees South Korea huh. as a subordinate to U.S. So they don't need to talk more because that's why they closed the door to South Korea. No need. So as a South Korean citizen, do you agree with that? Well, that there's no point. I I, I don't know. I, I don't agree. But uh, as a as a point of North Koreans, I can uh, I can understand. See, I, I I think that when we talk like this, that everything is uh, the responsibility of the United States. It sounds like 
Uh, North Korea is only a victim and is only a subject. Uh, you know, no, subject's not the right word. Only uh, an object. It's receiving actions, but it's not doing any actions. But North Korea also has agency, right? North Korea can act. North Korea can think. North Korea can decide. I see. Uh, it's you know it, it's not a, a world where only the United States has agency. North Korea also has agency. South Korea also has agency. Yeah, North Korea is blocked by the dominant country, U.S., and then most countries follow the U.S. policy. Mm-hmm. So the North Korea has n- uh, nothing to do, you know, because there is no power for doing something. Yeah. So that's why they developed nuclear weapons uh, to to make open the door. I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Russian ambassador to North Korea, Alexander Matsugora, recently said uh, just a couple of weeks ago on June 29th in an interview with uh, TASS, he said there had been no successful progress on the 2018 Panmunjom Declaration because of South Korea. So he blamed South Korea for all. Uh, all that has gone wrong on the Korean Peninsula, not the United States, but South Korea. Do you do you think that President Moon and his government has some responsibility for the lack of progress in inter-Korean relations? In some sense, I criticize Moon Jae-in, uh, but as I mentioned before, yep. so uh, I do not agree with it. Interpretation needs to be made from various points of view. South Korea's economy is said to be 15th largest in the world. Mm-hmm. However, if Samsung or Hyundai make money, American shareholders actually take the majority. So in reality, South Korea, uh, the president, he does not have much room to move around, to just decide something, because uh, a lot of pressure uh, from the U.S., so you're saying that because of U.S. pressure, also even President Moon has no agency. He cannot decide anything. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, I agree with that. Mm, okay. Recently, you made some remarks at a demonstration. You were criticizing groups that send political leaflets to North Korea using balloons. You said that the South Korean government should strictly forbid people from sending materials to North Korea. Uh, why is this? Why do you think this activity is so dangerous or provocative? First of all, there is a basic ethics that must be adhered to each other if both wants to live in peace. Stop blaming each other. For example, who would accept the agreement if the couple in divorce condemned each other after compromising? North Korean defectors are legally South Koreans. They must live with South Korean law, not cause any danger. The North now said that if they see a balloon, they will shoot down. They did it before. There is a natural science theory that one of the butterfly wings that took place in Beijing is bringing a typhoon to New York. A bullet turns into cannon, a cannon turns into missile, and turns into nuclear bombs easily. Inadvertently discarded cigarette butts can burn a whole forest. Look at US now, a white policeman inadvertently crushed a black man with his knee to die. The similar killing was, uh, has happened many, many times before. However, this time, just one video clip has made United States into great turmoil. So it's a very dangerous action. 
But the, the same South Korean law that allows your organization to act autonomously and to, uh, to have a committee uh, and meetings with North Korea, this is the same South Korean law that allows defector groups to have their own political activities. Well, it's the same freedom for political activity for you and for them. Well, you know, freedom has, uh, should take uh, responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, private freedom is, can you know, make danger uh, you know, to other neighbors. So we have to using, uh, be, be careful in using uh, freedom. Now, there's also a, a Christian organization called Voice of the Martyrs. Uh, they say they're doing something very different from the political groups because they only send booklets with Bible texts, the same text as the Bible that the North Korean government publishes in North Korea. Uh, no political leaflets. Do you think they should also be stopped? As a pastor, mm-hmm. uh, it's not easy, easy question. The Kim Il-sung was born into a very sincere Christian family. He was a Sunday school teacher, church choir member, and played an organ in him uh, in, in his young uh, age. Yeah. However, North Korea became an enemy with the United States during the Korean War. U.S. is a Christian state, so naturally, North Korean became hostile to Christianity. One Pyongyang citizen I met told the story. When the U.S. bombarded the Pyongyang city during the war, they thought if they took a church as a refuge, U.S. pilot would not bomb them, but no use. U.S. destroyed all the buildings in Pyongyang, including the church. So there was a lot of antipathy to Christianity in addition to the United States. What is the golden rule of the Bible? You should treat others as you want you to be treated. How would the perception change in the South if the book of the North Juche idea is sent in legally? Smuggling the Bible in an unlegal way only increases animosity to Christianity. Jesus' greatest command is to love the enemy. What are the principles of love? It is to acknowledge as it is. We can send the Bible when they want it. At one time, North Korean Christian pastors asked us to send theological books. There are low-level and high-level ways of Christian mission. The South Korean church has sent numerous missionaries to the world. The successful way of missionary is when they value native people's thoughts and traditions and set them as the subject of mission. Is there no Bible in the United States so racial conflict is intensifying? And are there thousand mothers a year in U.S. due to the shortage of the Bible? The Bible itself is not the key to solve the problems of North Korea. So I object. So you think they should be stopped from uh, right. sending Bible yeah. texts into yeah. North Korea? Yeah. Okay. Uh, in the uh, the first point of the uh, the Korean text of the June fifteenth declaration, there is the Korean word uri minjokiri, mm. and in the English version of the statement, this is translated simply as the Korean people. Uh, the South and the North have agreed to resolve the question of the unification reunification independently and through the joint efforts of the Korean people, who are the masters of the country. That's the uh, the first point of the of the statement. What does Uri Minjokiri mean to you? Well, it has both positive and negative meanings. For me, it is okay in the sense of a self-reliance and a self-support. But uh, in a negative sense, Koreans have claimed 
we are one race in blood descending from one ancestor called Dangun. Mm -hmm. In this sense, two million foreigners living in South Korea would be excluded. Mm. Literally, it has a racial ethnic connotation. But now, in a world village time, people do not interpret in that way. The emphasis on the world is to let the people of the South and North decide own destiny independently without intervention of a foreign power. It depends on interpretation. Okay, but so you interpret it uh, more broadly, more openly. You've lived in the United States for 20 years, and I, I read that you worked on uh, issues of uh, racial mm -hmm. reconciliation mm -hmm. between Korean communities and African-American communities right. in Washington, D.C. Mm. Uh, as you mentioned uh, in your, your statement there, there are 2 million people not born in Korea who now live in South Korea. Uh, so your thinking is a bit more open. Uh, do you think that North Korea shares your interpretation? I don't. I don't think so, because North Koreans have no experience living with uh, other race, ethnic groups. Well, we we have uh, some micro examples. Of course, uh, there have been uh, some thousands of Chinese uh, citizens living in North Korea. The Hwagyo. Uh, we have a number of uh, American soldier defectors who moved to North Korea and some Japanese people who not voluntarily came to live in, in North Korea. I'm using a, a euphemism there. Uh, and uh, from my understanding, these people were not encouraged or allowed to marry with North Koreans, but had to marry other foreigners mm -hmm. in see. most situations. Yeah. Uh, and we, we, there was a the famous example, I think, uh, maybe 15 years ago or 10 years ago of a meeting of uh, two North Korea, a North Korean officer of the army and a South Korean army official, I forget the names, uh, in which the North Koreans accused the South Koreans of uh, diluting the Tangun bloodline, allowing mm. too much <laughs> intermarriage yeah. and, and inter, yeah. interbreeding going on here. Uh, so it, it seems like North Korea still has a very That's narrow, narrow ethnic yes. focus, a That's racial right. focus That's on right. the, yeah. the bloodline of yeah. Tangun. Those, yeah. As, as you have seen in America, yeah. that doesn't change easily. Uh -huh, that kind uh -huh. of thinking changes yes. very yeah. di with great difficulty. You're right. Yeah, and much struggle. That's right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm I'm worried much about that uh, Europe. About this concept of Uriminjokiri. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. As a as a permanent resident of South Korea, I also am a little bit worried about that. I wonder what would be my future and the future of other foreigners in a unified or a confederation of, uh, of Korea? Would we, be, would we be welcomed here? Yeah, it takes time. Yeah. Uh, in, yeah um, gosh, wh where do I go from that, really? Uh, well, Uri Minjokiri is also the name of a North Korean website on the internet, Uri Minjokiri, which was launched in 2003 and is run by the, uh, a company called the Korea June 15th Edition Company. So this is clearly pointing to the June 15th statement. Uh, are you familiar with this website, Uri Minjokiri? Yes. Uh, you can open this site in South Korea. Sorry, can or cannot? Cannot. Okay. When I go abroad yes. and sometimes visit this site, I know June 15 edition company. Mm -hmm. The internet company that I'm in charge in here yes. has held a photo exhibition of Pyongyang City in Seoul and several other regions last year, co-hosted with the June 15 edition company. Oh, we didn't communicate directly, but mm -hmm. through some Koreans in Japan. So what do you think of this website? Well, it's a, it's a propaganda uh, uh, 
website for North Korea. Mm -hmm. Who's the target audience? I think inside and outside. So people from no people from living in North Eastern. Korea, yeah, and also so, yeah. overseas Koreans, that's right, and maybe South Koreans. South Korea is, is you cannot you cannot get touch in easily. Oh, with a VPN, any South Korean who has a, a VPN no, network, they can uh, open. But uh, the South Korean government uh, stopped. They they, they found uh, mm -hmm. we found uh, in some some way. Yeah. But they the government uh, find out that way and stopped. Does this propaganda website promote peace and growth in inter-Korean relations? In some way, yeah. As I told, North Korea is a socialist country. Mm -hmm. So in a strictest sense, there is no individuals nor civilians in a Western sense. Yes. So they believe they are members of society. Their priority is not me, but us. So everything in North Korea is a public, co-owned by all. The website Uriminjokiri is, of course, propaganda organization representing North Korea. So sometimes when watching an interview to, with the North Koreans, mm -hmm. they always say all of this is because of the consideration of the great leader comrade. Yeah. It is the same thing that Christians always say, always given with God's grace. They are criticizing the U.S. and the South Korea's fundamental groups, which are hostile to North Korea. I think it helps to understand them. I do not take as it is said. So we have to interpret what the Uriminjokiri website has said. It's, sometimes it's a very aggressive message. Yes, yes. Quite hostile are, towards South Korea, right. calling very, President Moon nasty names. Yeah. Where in Korean uh, anecdote, a mouse in a corner, very hostile, you know. North Korea, as in the corner, they are uh, threatened to death by U.S. nuclear power, and uh, you know uh, they they are in shortage of food. You know, it's a life and death matters in in the, for North Korean peoples. How can America prove that it it doesn't want to destroy North Korea? Well, they want first uh, lose. Uh, uh, lose the sanction, uh, not whole, but uh, some, some uh, sanctions uh, uh, relating to the, the necessity materials for living, mm -hmm. like uh, food, uh, you know, very basic supplies. But um, right now, uh, even a, a, a needle cannot go into North Korea. Uh, you mean a, a syringe? Yes, right. Cannot go into North Korea? No, no because it's made by steel. Mm, okay, so metal objects. Uh, mm -hmm. But there are, uh, I understand, um, uh, exceptions for uh, humanitarian items. Very, very rare right now.